just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, a triumphant return to the downloadable universe of top-tier spoken word content, and I'm glad to be back. Andy Poland joins me. We talk Jawan Howard, NFL quarterback moves, the stupid commander's crest, plus Super Bowl leftovers and more. All that plus Phil Mickelson's Saudi gambit may have blown up in his face. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Monday, February 21st, 2021. Thank you for downloading and thank you for the week off. I owe you subscribers an episode, a bonus episode. I know, I'm aware, I'll get you, I got you, sit tight. For the rest of you freeloaders, I don't owe you shit. But that said, I am kind of mad at myself for not doing any podcasts, maybe not every single day last week, but one or two. And to be serious for a second, it's because I didn't have the requisite focus, commitment, and urgency that I needed. 
I believe those things, if you can do nothing else in life, if you can have commitment to your goals or whatever job you're doing, if you can have focus on how to get it done and an urgency, like not tomorrow, not later, but now, that's that, that'll get you a long way in life. I could have done it. It would have required me to, well, not be so drunk all week. And it would have required me to had the it would have required me to have the discipline. That's the other part. Focus, discipline, commitment, urgency. In fact, if I were to make a crest with four things, uh, never mind. We'll talk crest with Andy in just a second. It wouldn't have been that hard. It would have just taken me to say, okay, all right, it's Monday. And the Super Bowl just happened. Uh, I've got the show in the morning. I'm going to be with some listeners at the pool. Then I'm going to go play golf. I'm going to get home from golf at 6. I'm going to make sure I'm not drunk from the golf course. And I'm going to sit down in my room alone at 6.30 at night. Do 15, 20 minutes of prep. 30 minutes of podcast. Now we're at 7.30. 15 minutes to upload. Bing, bang, boom. It's 8 o'clock. I got the rest of the night. How hard would it have been? Would have been hard. It would not have been hard. I should have done it. For those that might have heard the show down there and are wondering, how's my eye? My eye is fine. Air quotes, fine. Uh, If you missed it, first of all, my number one rule on these trips is don't die. Don't die. If you die, then we're all going to have to be fake sad for four hours, then go back to drinking and partying in Mexico. And there will likely be lawyers. And the trip will likely end. Don't die. Sally told me that a long time ago. Every time I would leave for a trip anywhere, he would say, don't die. Good reminder. But the secondary, the corollary to the don't die is don't die, don't lose an eye. And I I don't want to say I nearly lost an eye, but (laughs) I got smoked in my left eye by a wicked skipper. Wicked skippers being the the waterlogged pool balls, the little foam fabric-y pool balls that are designed to skim on the surface of the water. They're addictively fun to play in the pool. And we were playing a game of multi-ball where there was probably four or five of them back and forth, back and forth, all angles. And, of course, being drunk and not paying attention, I was like, hey, did you see that one I just skipped? And bam, right in my eye, my left eye. Now, there was no blood. There was no swelling, really. It stung a little bit kind of knocked me a little bit woozy, but I didn't think anything about it. Later that night, I put on the the, the custom helmets I made for Sunburn Bowl, which everyone loved. They're like, man, these look sharp. And I'm like, yes, they do. And there's a gleam, men, in the sun. I put them on, even though they're not meant to be played in or even worn, somehow pried it open, got it on my head. It had padding in it, but it was not the real padding. And John Kuhn, former Packer fullback, John Kuhn, says to me, you want to see how I used to headbutt Rodgers before a game to get him fired up? I don't even know if I said yeah or maybe or I'm not sure. And he was like, it was like this, bam! (laughs) And he headbutts me. And it rocked me backwards. Maybe because I'm just soft. Maybe because the helmets weren't made for that. Maybe because, I don't know, I wasn't suspecting it. Either way, I was not right the next morning. And then my eye, the morning after that, started getting floaters, a lot of floaters. By the way, if, you, if you've never seen the uh, Family Guy 
clip on iFloaters. It's hilarious. I'd play it for you here, but it's kind of a visual thing as well. Where Peter's like, hey, iFloater, what are you doing? I'm trying to get away from you. Uh, hold on a second. I'm, I'm trying to get you in the middle of my eye. Nope, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> oh, you got an answer for everything. I have floaters, as I think most people have some floaters to a degree. They're just little bits of debris that float in the mucus layer in your eye, whatever they call it. These were bad, though. These floaters were bad, and it was like a snow globe of floaters that appeared two days later. People were saying, huh? That's a real sign of a detached retina or a torn retina. And so for a day, I was like, ah, come on, torn retina. I can still, I'm like, I can still see fine. My vision is fine. I've just got a bunch of gnats in my left eye. It was only until I went to see Dr. Google that I got scared shitless because I'm like, oh my God, a torn retina or detached retina is an emergency situation that requires immediate attention. Otherwise, you could risk loss of vision or permanent blindness. Fuck. So I run off to the local hospital, and a very nice doctor there looked at me and said, you know what? We'd love to look at you here. We don't even have the equipment to look at your eye. You're going to have to go all the way up to Cancun. Like, fuck. Hour cab ride, $110. I then uh, get examined by a very nice Mexican doctor there um, who, after he looks at me and he dilates my eyes and it's all jacked up and I can't see anything, you know, I mean, he's about to tell me what's going on. Puts away the little uh, examining telescope thingamajig, ophthalmologist, whatever they call that. Put, pulls it aside. Gets up, he said, come into my office. I'm like, oh my God. Because I'm, I'm thinking at this point, he's going to say, you got a torn retina. And if you, you can't fly home, it's too dangerous because of the air pressure. You're going to have to get other means to get home. I actually Googled. I Google mapped it. You know how long it takes to get home from the Yucatan Peninsula by ground? Two days, nine hours, 47 minutes. <laughs> That's if you're not even stopping. That's like getting refueled in midair somehow by a truck passing by and wearing diapers like that crazy astronaut bitch who drove to Florida that one time. Not counting federales, traffic, accidents, Snickers, Kit Kat breaks, uh, the border patrol. I mean, everything. Two days, nine hours, 47 minutes. I'm like, this can't be happening. So I'm there with my fate hanging in the balance. He's done examining me. He's called me into his office. As soon as we go there, his phone goes, Hola. He takes a call. I'm like, doctor, you are killing me here. Hangs up the call after a minute or two, and he says, all right, good news. And I go, you're going to survive. And I'm like, all right. Wasn't thinking about survival. How's the eye? He said, there's no problems. Your retina is fine. Oh, thank God for that. That said, it's still got some floaters in there. So I'm going to have it get, I'm going to get it checked out this week. And we'll see where we go from there. Don't die. Don't lose an eye. And next year, I swear, focus, commitment, discipline, urgency. 
four cornerstone foundations to success in life. Too bad I can't do them as often as I need. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's check in with Andy Poland, everybody. Hello. Hello, Andy. I am enjoying what I can of a first Sunday less, fo- football less Sunday in a long time. I'm looking at watching 60 Minutes, and I'm looking at Leslie Stahl, and I would like to see where do you stand on Leslie Stahl? You know, uh, I read Katie Couric's book, uh, and uh, Katie didn't have very nice things to say about her. Uh-oh. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And you know you know something else? Um, I think it was either last year or the year before, Steve Croft retired from he, 60 Minutes. Remember that affair he had that blew up? Uh, I don't. What were the details? I don't really oh, remember that. Oh, yeah. No, he had a, a steamy hot affair. With a very attractive, slightly younger African American lawyer. Mm. Uh, if you don't want to look that up, I'll look it up while you talk. Just hold on. I'm going to walk over to my laptop right now as I'm scrambling okay. to get this together. Um, but yeah, Steve Croft retired. Go ahead. 
Okay, so uh, he does a parting interview with Leslie Stahl. And the Leslie, exit interview. <laughs> yeah, Leslie is like badgering him about retiring. Like, you know, I mean, how can you leave this? This is 60 minutes. And he says, Leslie, I've done this for 50 years, okay? Enough, right? You know? <laughs> and she wouldn't stop, you know? Oh, well, this is, you know, this is the, the kingpin job to have. It's the best job. Stop already. He, he wanted to retire. He was 72 years old. He'd done TV for 50 years. He reached the top of the mountaintop. She was interviewing him from what looked like a lovely home right. on the water. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> you don't stay till they throw you out. You leave when you want to leave. Yeah. Uh, here it is, 2015. Headline, uh, 60 Minutes host Steve Croft exposed in nasty affair with a New York City lawyer, a fiery three-year fling that included hot hotel hookups and torrid text messages. Well, it was not with an employee of 60 Minutes, as far as we know, right? Right. But, okay, sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, somehow the texts got out. And he mm-hmm. said, miss you and all that goes with it, especially my favorite tastes and colors, pink and brown. Hmm. He, well, he was 69. She was 41. Mm-hmm. Well, eh. so anyway, the first, no, no, the no, 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 not, not, not the first, not the last. But do you, do you still think Leslie Stahl is attractive? She's a clean looking lady. She's um, 107 years up, old. Yeah, let's look up her age. Come on now. <laughs> really? You're going to take me down that road? All right. Who's your hottest over 70? Go, Andy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hottest over 70. Um, <laughs> Leslie Stahl, born 1941, so she's over 80. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Um, um, <laughs> but she's, she's, uh, she's very pretty. Still a yes. good, and a good journalist. Yes. So there you go. Absolutely. Well, what I mean, we have got stuff to talk about. Of course, today on Sunday, my recovery day from a vacation, the likes of which I love, but it's exhausting with our group mm-hmm. of uh, merry-go, uh, our, our ne'er-do-wells, I should say, that went to Mexico. I'm recovering, and I'm thinking, I got all day today, and I should knock out the podcast early. And then I would have missed the Jawan Howard Greg Gard dust up. And Oy. people would have been more mad at me because I took a week off from this podcast last week. <laughs> so I'm glad that I waited. Well, Andy, what'd you think? Well, I mean, Jawan Howard has history. Uh, 11 months ago, he got into a dust up with Mark Turgeon where he got thrown out of the game. This was a Big Ten tournament game. And uh, in this case, I I don't see how this differs from Woody Hayes, Charlie Baum in 1978, uh, where Woody Hayes hit a Clemson player during the Gator Bowl when he came over to the sideline. Woody was fired and he never coached again. I I don't see how you can let him get away without being fired here. I don't get it. So it's a fireable offense. Yeah. That a a, a tete-a-tete and a yep, yep, yep. That's understandable with perhaps people coming in and a little tussling. But once you put hands to another coach or player's face, it's over. Doesn't mean open hand, closed hand, hard fist, soft fist, or whether they deserved it or provoked it. Dad, he touched me first. It doesn't matter. You're the coach. The head coach. For all of Bobby Knight's Michigas, we never had this. Right. Not what what did in night when he night when he stood in, but he grabbed a kid. He, it was a no tolerance policy and a kid was walking across the campus and he said, hey, night. 
I think Knight he said, grabbed him by the arm. I think he said, what's up, Knight? Whatever it was. And, uh, and, and he grabbed he, him by the arm, to, and that was it. To remind him, you don't talk to your elders that way. You don't understand. Say, yeah, right. But, but he, you, don't, yeah, I know. you don't grab a kid, especially if he was under no tolerance policy because he had other incidents leading up to this. Yeah. Uh, did you see the clip from high school with Jawan Howard when he not only punched another kid in the sh- handshake line, but went two-piece combo? Gut punch, sucker punch to the head, knocked the kid clean to the ground. This is when he was playing high school? Yeah, there's a high school clip. I retweeted it. I think it's accurate. I did the most minimal research possible because, hey, Mm -hmm. it's the internet these days. Ain't nobody got time for that. But I looked at the mentions. Nobody quickly said, hey, that's not him or that's something else. Uh, He apparently did this in high school. Brutal. Uh, One, two, belt, you know, gut punch, face punch down. And then you add uh, the turgeon thing on top of it. And then he pulls this bullshit after the game like, well, the timeout I didn't like. You were pressing down 20 with a yeah. minute to go. You kept all your starters in. Fuck right off about that nonsense. When he was asked about it, he goes, that wasn't a full court press. That was pressure five. Yeah. Oh, oh, pressure five. Oh, I got it. Well, he also said that he had to defend himself because guard put his hands on him. Oh. Uh, guard, guard touched his arm, and then Howard grabbed his shirt before he was separated. And then players got in between, and that's when he slapped the assistant coach on the side of the head. Now, I, I, I mean, the, the Big Ten is probably going to wind up suspending him for a couple of games. But I, I would, a if I were Michigan, I would, games. I would fire him. If, yeah. if, if you don't suspend him for the rest of this season and then set a high bar for his return next year, then as, as uh, what's his name? Who was the soccer? Taylor Twelman. As Taylor Twelman once screamed, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Andy? It's got to be the rest of the year and a serious, hey, can you handle this as a head coach? Because it's just a handshake line, dummy. Yeah. Now, I will say this. I mean, this is not to defend what he did, but uh, years ago, you may have even been doing the show with us, uh, Gary Williams said he thought they should do away with the handshake line. Didn't really see any purpose for it, but I know I hate, I hate that take right there, but but I know But that in this particular case, that's not how you solve this problem. You know, this, this is bad, right? Well, it'd be like if, you know, something, your car is rattling. And so you just rip it off and throw it out, out the window. They're fixed, you know? What are we doing? What are we doing? (laughs) Yeah, what are we doing? Like, if you can't have a severe suspension for this guy, and what I said as well on Twitter, I go, look, if you're Michigan, after he serves whatever suspension he gets, you're going to be left with a coach who does this. If, If that's what you really want to be represented by, if he's really that good, spoiler alert, he's not. Then what? Then go have at it if that's what you want to be. I know if it was my university and I was an alum, I'd say fucking can this guy. There's other good coaches out there. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he had done a, a job that you know, Michigan was not as relevant before no. he got there. But but yeah, still no. Th- this is this is there's no excuse. This to me, this is the same as Woody Hayes punching a plate. Woody yeah. Hayes never coached again. You, you got to fire him. And Except. I remember watching that game too. I think it was a Keith Jackson game. 
they didn't even make mention of the fact that Woody punched the player. It wasn't until the next day that uh, action took place. Now, now it's, you know, instantaneous, you know, social media, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I think he's got to go. Now, for you kids out there on Uncle Steve and Uncle Andy's knee and have never heard of nor seen the Woody Hayes quote punch, just be, be advised. When you find it on YouTube, you'll say, wait, that was a punch? He couldn't get at the player's head because his helmet was on, but he mm-hmm. kind of roped his arm around the player's neck. Yeah. And it was yeah. clearly yeah. an attempted punch. So it didn't really hurt the kid, but it didn't matter. The intent was still egregious. And that was coach to opposing player, which right. I think makes a difference. This was coach to opposing assistant coach in uh, Joe Krabenhoff, who's a big boy and can defend himself. So that's a little bit less. The other difference nah. is, the other difference is, Andy, you say, I don't know how this can be any different than Woody Hayes. I'll tell you how it's different. One, race. Two, social media. Well, yeah, It's, it's going to be different. I say the chances of him, him getting fired outright are less than 1%. Well, Less Howard- than 1%. Howard, and apparently there was no mention of race in what Howard said, right? It, there was nothing that, Yet, that inflamed him involving race. Yet, but remember, well, re, I'm just saying, you got a blackhead coach who's a former player, right. and the other participants were white. Don't be shocked if it gets into the bloodstream in the next 24 to 48 hours. I believe uh, Courtney, uh, not Courtney Brown, but uh, the defensive end for the Browns who swung the helmet, and oh yeah, crushed yeah. Miles or no Miles Garrett. Miles yeah, Garrett. Miles Garrett right. did not and Mason Rudolph. Right, right. Yeah. he did not mention anything racial until like a full day later. Was it really a day later? I thought it was that night, but okay. I, oh. I think it was a day later, but I'd have to look that up. Either way, look, I, I don't, I don't think it. You know, if there had just been a back and forth, yep, 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 and a little bit of jostling, I got no problem with that. The coaches were hot. And they needed to solve it. It's when you actually swing out and hit a guy, there's got to be severe consequences. And if you really want that guy as your coach, a repeat offender, then you, you don't really yeah. have confidence in your ability to get a coach who can both win, recruit, and not do that shit. Yeah. So well, also, go. last year, uh, Mark Turgeon indicated that during their little tay-to-tay, they didn't go to blows, but that Howard said he was going to kill him. That's, you know, that's assault. That's right. Of course, it goes yeah. back to the great John Cheney, John Calipari yeah, right, press conference yeah. thing. You know, there was a tweet by uh, someone on, a, a woman on Twitter, just like a woman, who said, it's amazing how men can do some of the most angry or stupid things over such inconsequential things. And I just said, testosterone is a hell of a drug, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, no. If, if, if a punch is thrown, you are, yes, as a man, you, it behooves you to, to return. Yes, no question about that. You don't, in that, in that instance, you don't turn the other cheek. Right. You don't do that. Do you, uh, do you get angry quickly these days? Are you getting better as you get older? <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I don't commute really in traffic anymore, so I don't have that. Uh, so that, that lowers your uh, stress level. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, and um, no, I really don't. In the, in the work situation that I'm in, I don't really have that anymore. There were You're times like, who, I did. Who would I get angry at? Who were you the most angry at ever at 980 over the years? Um, there were a variety of program directors that lied to me, uh, that, that, that really angered me. Yes. That, that, that lying to me makes me angry. Of course. Now, uh, did you, did you ever scream at one of them? 
No, but he screamed at me, which was really, <laughs> and I started to laugh, and that that made him that angry. made it worse. Let's yeah. see, did his name rhyme with Fod Masselmary? No, oh, no, no, oh, no, it was not, not him. him. No, okay. Not him. Uh, well, I'll tell you what it had to do with. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was. Did a, it rhyme uh, with uh, Muck Flappyunza? Might have yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened was, and and you may remember this. Uh, you were playing golf with, and he's a pro. I don't know, his oh. name escapes me. But uh, the Swedish but, guy. Uh, no, not Swedish. He, it was it was the guy with the funny swing, and you played at Avenel and uh, Furek. Uh, Furek, yeah, Jim yeah. Furek. And so uh, the, the the email went around. And it said that uh, you were going to be playing golf with him and it might take long and I would start the show by myself and do the show. And then you two would show up on the set and you would each get a bottle of Johnny Walker blue. I'm not a big whiskey drinker, but I sent an email to him and the general manager of the station. And I said, where's mine? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. I don't play golf. Happy to start the show if they're running late, but don't you think I should get a bottle? He he comes into my office, slams the door behind me. And I'm grant you, I've been there about 20 years at this point. I helped to build the station. And he starts screaming at me that I'm a crybaby. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I just, and he goes, what are you laughing at? And I just said, oh, never mind. And, uh, well, you anyway. have always been a guy. Who wants yours? You want the your taste. Where's my taste? And most of the time, you're right. If people are getting swag, yeah. then you should get some as well. You know, render unto Caesar, as the saying goes. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and given that, that I'm half the show and I'm holding and things together right. while you're you're doing your job, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't be playing golf with him. I'm just saying that if there's going to be bottles of Johnny Walker Blue distributed, I should get one too. And and as a matter of fact, in my basement, I have that engraved bottle unopened Ooh. and oh. ready to be ready to be cracked open whenever my retirement is forced upon me. Oh my God! So really, that's going to be your retirement bottle. Uh, retail retail on that is three twenty nine ninety nine. Wow, and it's personalized too. It's got Although, my name on yeah, it let's see, Smith. Oh it, oh, it says Andy Poland? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I buy you it? You get one? You got one too, or did you already drink it? I'm sure it's already been drank. I don't <laughs> know where it is. If it is, if I didn't drink it, I don't know where it is. Can I buy yours? What would you like? No, to- it's got oh. my name on it. That Then I'll always know who I bought it off of. <laughs> I know, but, but no. <laughs> well, you say you don't drink scotch. <laughs> I will once I retire. Okay. Is that anytime soon? I hope not. Again, as I okay. often say, you don't retire, they retire you. And at I the moment, you. I have not yet been retired. I hear you. All right. <laughs> I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. <laughs> down into my belly, scotchy, scotchy. I actually don't like scotch. I like whiskey. I've kind of soured on the taste of scotch. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's turn our attention to the NFL as we are now settling into the Soon to be very busy offseason, starting with franchise tagging and the acceleration of rumors. There's potentially, Andy, I count seven top-tier NFL quarterbacks of various ages, injury histories, legal complications, 
and general stripes and colors that could be made available by hook or by crook, by trade or by something to leave their cities. Do you think there'll be a lot of quarterbacks changing places or maybe not so many? Well, there, there's two that are separate from the pack, right? When you say that, that Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson yes. stand above. Okay. They are and, the two most enticing possibilities. Wilson's and five ten, years younger. Right. But, but 10 months ago, it looked like there was no chance that either one of them was going to play for the teams that they played for last season. Wouldn't right. you say that's fair? Agreed. And, and, and there was a lot of noise. Oh, my God. Russell Wilson wants out. He does not like the people who block for him. He hates Pete Carroll. He'll sit out of training camp. It's not going to happen. And then Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he told Schefter on draft day. My God, that's not going to. What happened? They, they stayed with their teams. And, and I think that's what's going to happen there. Now, there'll be some movement of the second level guys and maybe the third level guys for sure. But I, I don't think there's going to be that much movement. I really don't. I think you're correct. And what I see happening, and this is also with the Rodgers front, you know, they, they've been making these hires uh, and these moves that are real smoke signals that say they're bringing him back and Rodgers wants to come back and they're going to figure out the cap somewhere or another. But I think there's this sentiment of fear with every team of mm-hmm. going naked. Like, okay, right. who's our quarterback now? Shit, we don't have one. Right. And, and if you don't have one of the five – you don't have anybody. Basi- and- basically, yeah. If you don't have at least a quarterback you know that can start 16 of 16 and not get injured and not suck so bad, you have to bench him, then you got your dick in your hands, and that's all you got in this league. Right, and and I will say this. Uh, what is today? The 20th of February. Yes, sir. Uh, that Tom Brady will be playing for the San Francisco 49ers next season. Oh, my word. Look at Big balls, Andy. Where do you get that from? I get that from a guy at midseason who was talking about playing till he was 50. He finished the season with 43 touchdowns and 5,000 yards passing. And there are now reports that he and Bruce Arians were butting heads. Right. He knows how to play the game. He has played the game strategically well. And he's left the door open ajar, just as Michael Jordan did. And he will get what he wants. That's the he's good enough where he can go where he wants to go. And San Francisco is going to happen. I mean, look, it's a perfect situation. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be discarded. They got another quarterback on a rookie deal, and I would think he'll play two more years there. I, I think that's wow. what's going to happen. That that would be exciting as hell. That yeah. would be as they say, kids. Hashtag great content if mm-hmm. it happens. Um, you know, I think with the Rogers situation. And I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but I'm going to find them out in a second. I think because they lost in such a shit heel kind of way that both Rodgers and the organization looked at each other and said, we can't go out on this. Mm-hmm. We could have gone out on a valiant Super Bowl in which we came down to the final play and lost. We can hang. We can hold our heads high. But you'll look like shit heels. I'll look like a shit heel unless I win big wherever I'm at. We can't leave it this way. Do you buy any into that thought or theory? Yeah. I, and I also look at it this way: when when Rogers won his Super Bowl, his one Super Bowl, which is now eleven years ago, 
Right? Yeah, 20, okay. 20. Well, depends on if it's in the crest of the Redskins' new logo, <laughs> the commander's new logo. Hold that thought. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. So, yeah. Right. Um, he was under 30. Let's put it that way, right? Uh, yes, he was 29. Okay. So the feeling was, well, Favre left with one. He's already got one. Will he have three? Will he have four? Will he have five? He's still got one. I don't think he wants to leave with just one. I think I think he's going to figure it out, and they'll figure it out. And I think they also look at what the Rams did this year, where they went for it, and they said, the hell with the salary cap and the hell with the draft picks we traded away. We're going all out. And I think that's what the Packers are going to do next year. You know, once upon a time, the great Joe Jackson Gibbs, when he was still speaking to us, Andy, and made a <laughs> weekly appearance on our afternoon radio show, said to me, <laughs> I think the salary cap is the most overrated thing in sports. And I treated it as if it was blasphemy against the holiest of churches in the NFL. I thought this guy has been sniffing left turn fumes way too long. He's in over his fucking head. And I got to be honest at this point. I think he was right. Yeah. I think he was ahead of his time. I think he was right. Well, do you follow Andrew Brandt? I do. Uh, do you, okay. He's a former cap guy for the Packers. Yes. And, and he said, look, we used to sign Brett Favre to these huge contracts that everybody would say, oh boy, they're going to be in cap hell. They're not going to be able to get anybody around them. And they were a contender for the Super Bowl every year. You figure it out. Yeah. As the uh, Gray Poupon ad says, scrimp elsewhere. Or no, that's Boar's Boar's Head Meat. Boar's Mm -hmm. Head Meat, scrimp elsewhere. You can get by with other dudes. That's the other thing about the NFL, as as you and I know, everyone knows, is that the guys who aren't playing, who suddenly get a chance to play, might be really fucking good. Yeah. You just don't know. You just don't know. All right. So to the uh, commander's issue with the crest, this is hilarious. As if the rollout wasn't fucked up enough. This crest has now become the dingleberry turd they can't wipe off and pull their pants up. They're like, God damn it. So <laughs> to read to set the scene of the story, they made the first of all, it's a crest. Yeah. I think we're the only NFL team with a crest. Uh, or one that usually advertises it. You know, they may have one in some boardroom somewhere, but no, nobody puts it out on their on their sweatshirts and t-shirts. Right, like, this Can, like crests are, to me are for municipalities, they're for firefighters unions, and they're for soccer clubs. Well, yes, and that's part of it because they actually, and I think you were the one that pointed this out, they actually think they're an inter- international brand. <laughs> So, so, so this way they think that, you know, kids in like, in like uh, Europe will be running around with the crest on saying, oh, we're fans of the commanders. To me, there is nothing more gaudy and ugly than a sports crest with a lot of shit going on inside a circle. To me, it's the wood paneling of logos. It's dated. It's stupid, but whatever. So the, the years that the then Redskins won the Super Bowl are the actual years of the game itself, not the season that precedes it. And that is a format that nobody else follows. Correct? Correct. And so, therefore, in an effort to try to clean that up, they asked the NFL if they could use the Roman numerals of the Super Bowls that they won, and the league said, uh, (laughs) no. Because when it comes to referencing Super Bowls, we have the proprietary rights to Roman numerals themselves. 
I don't understand that, but uh, yeah, that's that's the latest. But I did see something in the last 24 hours that indicates they've actually changed to the correct years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually have, so, I've seen that. They just fixed it. They, they were trying to make it seem like they weren't wrong when they went to the Roman numerals. And finally they said, all right, we're wrong. Let's go over the right years. Now I say that the one tiny sliver in the team's defense is this. The 37 championship, was it 37? 37 and 42. Yeah, the, two, the first two of the five mm-hmm. were won in December. Correct. So now you've got a dilemma in which way back in the day, the season and the, and the championship game occupied the same calendar year. So which mm-hmm. ones do you move to sync up or do you just – don't care that they're not technically correct. No, no, you you sync it up because again, if, if you're talking about How do you great sync team, it up though, do you move? No, I mean, do you move the December championships in thirty-seven and forty-two to the following year to no, sync? Oh, you just no. leave them as is. Yeah, and then the and then the ones that okay. that you that you change back. So you know when you're talking about the eighty-five Bears, it's not the eighty-six Six Bears, Bears who won right. who won it in January. And so, you know, it's the 82 Redskins, it's the 87 Redskins, and it's the 91 Redskins. And be done with it. And stop stop futzing around with the years. <laughs> it doesn't inspire confidence, I'll be honest. Well, the they botch everything. They're, they're buffoons. I mean, the, <laughs> the way they handled the Sean Taylor retirement, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> so you know, three days before they're going to have it, and then they have it, and they show them standing in front of porta potties i mean it's ridiculous but hey dan's got a big new crib so there's yeah, that well, that's that's uh, i think that's you're not going to run me out of town but you know here's here's another here's another thought he bought he bought a bigger boat two years ago and now he's yeah. got the the largest the most expensive real estate purchase in the dmv mm-hmm. uh just last fall the kind okay. of fuck you money paid cash for it too 48 million dollars it was on sale for from 60 million dollars I have, I have two two thoughts on what could potentially happen, which would be great. One was Deion Sanders uh, on the Dan Patrick Show suggesting the way that they could get more African-American coaches hired is to have more African-American owners. And he said, expand the league by three teams and require each of the three teams to be owned by African-Americans. Also, I'm going to tie this in. Oh, for with God's the, sakes. Hold okay. on. All hold right. on. Hear me out. And the John Madden funeral where Virginia Madden, John Madden's widow, said, we have to have a team in Oakland. It's just not right that we don't have a team in Oakland anymore. Why? So, what's that? Why do they she need a there. team in Oakland? Well, she lives there, and she's oh. lived there her whole life, and she feels that, you know, they lost their team. So, here's my solution. We move the commanders to <laughs> Oakland, and we expand in Washington with Dion's idea of an African-American owner, and we get a fresh start. What would it be the Washington Raiders? <laughs> Whatever they are, it would not be the commander, commanders anymore, and they would not be owned by Daniel Snyder. Okay, um, this is if you give a mouse a cookie dilemma with these minority hires, and with the ownership issue, and with the GMs. If you give a mouse a cookie, then what? Then what? Then what? Then what? It's never going to be enough as you are incrementally going. Well, now we've got this many GMs. Now we've got this many teams that are owned by minorities. Like, there's always going to be mission creep. Secondly, there's not three markets that can sustain, three additional markets that can sustain an NFL team. You named Oakland. Okay, who else? Pick two more. St. Louis. Okay, pick one more. 
Uh, let's see. San Antonio, maybe. Uh, a, little, a little small. Um, okay. Uh, eh, I think you could find another uh, market. I think you could. Uh, huh? Let's see. Uh, what else? Who else could possibly have one? How about one in the deep south, in the heart of uh, SEC I, land? Memphis. Well, Memphis has the uh, has the uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, I don't know, but yeah, no, I don't think so. That would that would be bad. It, you can't put it like in that Alabama Auburn area because that gets swallowed up by college football. But y- you could find a way. All right. Um, I did not talk to you since the Super Bowl. So I mm-hmm. need to, I did not, I've not done a podcast since the Super Bowl. Uh, we watched it um, from the Fox International feed. So we didn't get Al Michaels. Oh. We got, uh, I forgot who it was for Fox. Uh, Catalan, maybe? No, he's a CBS okay. guy. Um, not Cutcher. He does the Wizards. One of those guys. Good oh. Syracuse guy. Anyway, we watched it down in Mexico and uh, yada, yada, yada. The halftime show got good marks and blah, blah, blah. Do you have any thoughts lingering about the game itself? Mm, no, not particularly. I mean, I, I, I thought Cincinnati would win, but, um, you know, I, I thought that, uh, I thought that, you know, they did a good enough job to win the game. It, it's fine. I mean, was I, it a top, was it a top 10 Super Bowl? No, no, top no 20. Way. No top 30 has Maybe. to be, I mean, it yeah. came down to a touchdown, the final two minutes and okay. it was a close game. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. 30 top 30. Sure. Okay. Um, then afterwards, this story about the photographer, Katie Smiley, I believe is her name. That, oh, that fell was the off parade the, the next day. Yeah, yes. the, the, uh, okay. the rally the next day. Yeah, right. first of all, is was the parade an embarrassment in terms of the people that showed up? How, how many did they have? I didn't follow that. Not very many. Well, it's L.A. You know, it's, there's too many other things to do. <laughs> okay. So, so this photographer falls off the stage, breaks yeah. her back. Uh, yeah. It was like a six, seven foot fall because she actually uh, was taking a picture of the Staffords with mm-hmm. one of their cell phones. And as soon as she falls off the stage, Stafford, eyes wide open, turns about with the military precision of a Russian soldier guarding the Tomb of the Unknown and walks the other way like, whoops, I'm not going bizarre. near that. Bizarre. That was one of the worst looks one of the worst derelictions of manly chivalrous duty i have ever seen it was and his wife was horrified too yes yeah i I don't get that and then the next day they said oh you know it's kind of like when uh sonny corleone takes the cameras and smashes them them down drops throws throws some money on the ground like here that's for the cameras (laughs) we'll take care of all the medical bills you know yeah that was was a really bad look well you know why he did it it's because he was hammered when oh, you're hammered, yeah. you don't think through things like, oh, God, there must be people watching. I think he figured nobody was going to see it. Maybe so, yeah. I mean, and, and getting hammered at the parade, just because Brady did it, doesn't mean you should do it. And Brady was on a boat. <laughs> I Exactly. I'm going to take a very old man take here. This getting completely blitzed thing for the sporting heroes of society, we got to get, get do away with that, I think. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Kids watch this shit, you know, and it normalizes it. And on top of that, instead of, you know, Stafford just walking away and go, oh, sucks for you. Could have been him. Brady could have gone face first into the side of a boat and fallen in the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's an old old man take. It's an old man take. Also, 
Uh, now they don't do in the NFL locker rooms the champagne, but I don't mind the spraying of the champagne or the drinking of it. It is the obliterated slurred speech type public look how drunk I am that I think are over the top. And I say this, Andy, having been in that state at least three of the five days last week. So I am acknowledging my own hypocrisy. I, you know, I, I don't think I've been in that state maybe since college. <laughs> not, not at your daughter's wedding. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, you were, no, you were no, put no. together. Oh, yeah, I had a few drinks, but no, I was not uh, anywhere near hammered, no. All right, let me ask if you have followed any of this stuff about the Saudi Golf League and the potential uh, exodus of several high-name players, including DeChambeau and most notably Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I just just very briefly, and, and so fill me in. It seems like what the Saudis are going to start their own tour and they've got Saudi, Saudi money is backing Greg Norman, who is the shit stirrer because he's always had it in for the tour, going back to when he tried to invent the World Golf League in opposition to the tour. So he's coming back for another swing at it. They're going to take a pile of Saudi money, $1.5 billion, and pay guarantees to top players up to reportedly $150 million to DeChambeau to play in this thing. It's going to be a limited number of events, like 20 events a year, a field of 40 players only, no cut, and guaranteed money on top of, I guess, a sprinkling of prize money if you win or finish top whatever. Well, this is probably going to disappoint you as, as a golf person, but for most of us, we are Tiger people, so <laughs> let us know. Let us know what Tiger's playing. Tiger, play again. There's a, there's yeah. a lot of people believe that Tiger is sitting on a big announcement that he's going to play the Masters. Uh, that could be, but he's, he's sure playing it down. He's saying he can't even, you know, play it. He's like, you know, he's, he's kind of dumping on you weekend guys. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, I can get out of the cart and walk to the green. Now, who can't do that? Right. Uh, but he said he can't walk 18. So I don't know. How do you do it? If you get four days of walking 18 or three, even two days, here's, he make the cut. Here's what Phil said about his reasons for possibly going over there about the Saudis quote. And this was to uh, Alan Shipnuck for a book he's writing. He said, quote, they're scary motherfuckers to get involved with. We know they killed Jamal Khashoggi from the post. They've got a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? <laughs> because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. They've been able to get by with manipulative, coercive, strong-arm tactics because we, the players, had no recourse. As the Saudi money has finally given us that leverage, I'm not sure I even want the league to succeed, but just the idea of it is allowing us to get things done with a PGA Tour. Boy, that's some real justification there, isn't it? <laughs> that that is a slimy fucking quote from you know Phil the candidate who wants yeah, to what, portray himself would... as the doting father who helped you know root his wife through her cancer battle and the kids and everything else. What a fucking greedy, soulless piece of shit he is who just can't stop bragging about how smart he is. That yeah. quote may have killed the tour entirely. Oh, I don't know about that. but uh, No, that's what they're talking about because other players got are getting cold feet. 
You want to go running in behind Phil Mickelson saying this shit? No. What about, well, where's Jack? Isn't Jack going to step up and say something? Yeah, you son of a bitch. I mean, I made my money the right way, okay? That was uh, winning. That was cash and checks and snapping golf necks with my five iron. Little cut five iron in there on 18. Am I right about this? That his biggest payday was 300 grand? I think that's right. I think that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the, it's the most he ever won in a tournament was three hundred thousand dollars. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's but there's there's the money is just flowing, and you know, one hundred fifty million dollars to play one tournament. No, not one tournament. Think? Not one tournament. You'd have to play a number of years on this tour, like two or yeah. th- a two year, like a three year contract for one hundred and fifty million dollars. Jesus, to play golf. Oi. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> it, what would it take for you to play golf? I pay you just to try playing that, golf. Yes, I would. For that kind of money, yes, I would play golf. I'd shoot 195, but I'd somehow get around the 18. If I paid you $100 and your greens fees to go play golf with me, would you do it? No. 200 No. 250 Hey, now do we hear 300, 300, 350, 350, 400. Come on, Andy. Shoot 100. Four figures. Four figures. $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that's okay. All right, Andy. Good to talk to you as always, my friend, and we will check in next week. Thank you, bud. All right, Zane. Take care. All right. We'll end on this. Did you see that Jeffrey Epstein's former buddy and, I guess, French model hung himself in jail in France, allegedly committed suicide and wait, wait for it, wait, wait, sit. You're not going to believe this. Crazy, right? They've got him on suicide watch. They know that he knows Secrets to the great Epstein Jizmax international underage sex trafficking. Get this. You're not going to believe this. The cameras were off. What? Really? Just like when Epstein committed suicide, huh? Yeah, I know. It's the darndest thing, isn't it? The Epstein case and the Jizmax trial and everything that is going on is one of the most jaw-dropping and, frankly, blood-chilling things I have experienced and seen in my lifetime. The way the elites are orchestrating cover-ups of this magnitude, it's stunning. And what is really, really sad is that the corporate media is fully compliant with the cover-up. That's where we are being failed as a public. The, the national media barely covered Ghislaine Maxwell's trial. Nobody rattled around going, how come we're not going to get any names of the men who partook in this grand scheme that has landed my girl Jiz Max behind bars probably for the rest of her life if she doesn't get shanked in the shower next week? Oh, and by the way, given the absolute insanity and the full dictatorship that is on display with Trudeau and Canada right now, the full totalitarianism that has gone on north of the border. Um, Think about this. Jeffrey Epstein never had his bank account seized, now did he? But if you donated to a trucker, 
guess what? Yeah, you could be having your bank account seized. This is going to be like Canada's January 6th. They are going to use this for years to come. But hey, Canada, you get what you deserve, right? You get what you vote for. You wanted it. Apparently, pretty he had been pretty popular. There's a lot of Canadians at the pool in Mexico. And from everyone who talked to them about it, they all hated Trudeau. And they said, we don't understand how he keeps getting elected. Well, apparently enough people in, uh, in Canada like the guy. They like the guy's style. They think that he's doing a good job to bust up these protests that have crippled Ottawa for the better part of three weeks. All right, that'll do it for me today. It is great to be back. I promise to do better next time when I'm on vacation. I promise to buckle down, sober up, focus, and just knock out a podcast or two. How hard can it be? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. Again, I had a great time. Thanks to everybody who came. Sunburn Bowl 3. For those of you listeners who don't even live in Milwaukee or Wisconsin, but you want to go on the trip next year, you're welcome to come. We'll figure out travel arrangements. Come one, come all. We had Scotty from Houston who came. Uh, Kevin Workus, the Silver Fox out there in the desert, he came. It's a big party. And hopefully we do it again next year. Take nothing for granted. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. I got to go log the uh, last 100 laps of Daytona, which I've got on my DVR, and then watch the NBA All-Star Game, which I'm sure will be a defensive affair, well under 300 points per team. So I'll have full details on that in the morning on 97.3 The Game. Thanks for listening. Good to be back, everybody. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.